gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the first ever videoed episode of the Cocky Nation podcast. I don't know what episode this is. Brandon? This is episode nine. Thank you, Brandon. Episode nine. It is a gloomy day here in Jacksonville, Alabama. Very gloomy. Very gloomy. It's like 648, pitch black outside, raining all day, uh, coming off a pretty ugly win. Very ugly win. Eastern Illinois Panthers. Very, very ugly win. The, at the time, 0-6 Eastern Illinois Panthers, and at the time, 5 and, no, 4-2 and Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Now 5-2 and 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 Mm -hmm. 0-7. Mm-hmm. 28-20. That is the first thing on the docket today, is that ugly victory. What are your thoughts? Like, summarize your general thoughts about the game. Pretty much from what I saw, because I didn't watch the entire game, but because of our competition that we hosted. Um, but from what I saw, I mean, we fixed all the kinks from last year. It is just team chemistry right now. There is no team chemistry. There's a lot of players playing for themselves and not for the team. That I, I, You can't win big games if you're not playing as a team. It's just not going to happen. That is true. I didn't get a chance to watch any of it. I listened to as much of it as I could because I was working uh, at the competition, the band competition that we hosted. Are you okay back there, Caleb? By the way, Caleb was behind the camera. Say hi, Caleb. Hello, everyone. He is going to take on a slightly different role in the production of this uh podcast i was trying to think of a different word podcast is the word we're going to go with um he's going to take on a slightly different role uh we're making format changes it's going to be great give us a couple weeks to get in the swing of things and we'll figure stuff out dope but yes i was working at the band competition did not get to see any of it i listened to as much of it as i could which was not a lot um but i do remember we got scored on first Mm-hmm. Which was very disappointing to me. <laughs> very. That's another thing I want to bring up. Our we made it down to the red zone, could not score, and we kicked a field goal and missed it. Yeah. And I was like, "That's gonna come back and bite us in the butt." How many field goals have we actually attempted this year? I have absolutely maybe four. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've we haven't kicked a field goal except for extra points. Yeah, a whole lot. We just do not trust our kicker. What's his name? We're, We've talked about this before. Brian Wallace. Bryant Wallace. Bryant. 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 My man. All right. From looking at his field goal stats, he is two for four on the year. That's not good. That's that fifty percent. So we've attempted four. We've attempted four. He's two for three inside of forty yards. Okay, I'll give him. And, and I'll give him one outside of forty. I'll give him a miss outside of forty, I guess, but. Well, now it should be noted his longest made on the year is thirty six. That that should be noted as the longest field goal he's made. Okay, that's just not good. The loss of Cade Stinnett was a big one. That is a yeah that I did not think about. Like that did not weigh heavily too much in my mind. Well, we thought that there wasn't going to be an issue with Bryant Wallace coming in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I did not contemplate the loss of Cade Stinnett as one that was going to be particularly significant, but right. it really has turned out to be. We've played seven games now and attempted four field goals. Yeah. 
that really just shows you how much faith Gross has in Wallace. Yeah, which is a very small amount. I'm trying to look at the stats and see things that are jumping out at me. I think I said last week, well not last week, we had a hiatus last week, a one week hiatus. We were all so busy, so we had to take a yeah. break. Sorry for those that missed We probably should have said something and been like, hey, no episode this week, but you know what? It's free. You get what you get. Um, <laughs> Zarek threw one interception. Mm-hmm. Did you see the interception? I did not. I did not either. I don't know if it was really bad or not. But one interception, we've said if it's less than two interceptions, JSU wins. Mm-hmm. If it's two interceptions or more, JSU loses. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's happened across the board this year. Because he threw two against... Sela. Sela. He threw multiple against Southeast Louisiana. And three against Austin Peay. Correct. And every other game, I think he's had one interception. Or less. Or less. Yeah. So there it is. Uh, 237 yards... Three touchdowns. He was 22 of 34. Just all right. Mm-hmm. Decent game. He did not have a good rushing game, though. Uh, according to this, he had 12 carries for a cumulative negative two yards. Eastern really stopped our quarterback running game. Like, it, they could not get anything going on the ground at yeah. all. During the, I watched the whole, at, at least the whole first half. We could not get anything going on the ground. And I think we can, if we think about Eastern Washington, the Eastern Washington game, Zarek had a great running game, Mm -hmm. which was great for that game. But I think for the season, that was not a great thing because now I think Coach Cross has it in his head that he just might have the next Eli Jenkins. Yeah, and like, he's trying to force him to run it when he maybe should not be because he's well, not. Well, Zarek's a passing it. quarterback. Exactly, exactly. Um, but he had twelve carries against uh, the Panthers and for a cumulative negative two yards. Our leading rusher, Michael Matthews, mm-hmm. fifteen carries, ninety-two yards, for an average of six point one. That's very good. Yeah. Our next leading rusher was uh, Uriah West, four carries, 42 yards for an average of 10.5, which is also all right. We had, I guess, one rushing touchdown from Michael Matthews. Um, Michael Matthews, what year is this for him? Junior year? Don't quote me on that. Jalen Green, seven carries for 38 yards. Austin Kinsey, four for 11. Jamari Hester... Two carries for Jamari Hester for five yards. That must have happened in the second half because that's odd yeah. to me. How did that happen? So um, so Jimmy Ogle and John Gross, they did put in some, some new wrinkles to the offense this week. On top of the normal power run and quick to downfield passing, they also got in some of the wide receiver run games, some jet sweeps, end arounds, whatever you want to call them. And, so know, the stuff we should have been running. Stuff that, like, <laughs> some older concepts that they were using under with Eli Jenkins, a quarterback. Um, but with Zarek Cooper having – Zarek really not being a running threat, the lanes for that aren't as open. But they did bring him out this week. And while they didn't have great effect, they were – I mean, they were inconsistent. Also, to, to let you guys know, Michael Matthews is a redshirt sophomore. 
Redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Okay. Right, so he is in his third year, but yes. Okay. Redshirt. So I remember you commenting that we were running the ball outside more. Yes. When we cannot, like, they've stopped our run game up the middle. And they that's are. what we did with Cooper. Look, I know I've been ragging on the offensive line all year, which means for the entirety of this podcast's existence, right? And they have done a lot of growing up they since have. the Sela game in uh, pass protection. As far as run blocking, it's awful. It's not good. They are not good at opening up holes. Sorry, it's just I. It, it, I know I've been ragging on it's the facts. Line. But they, it's not good. They need to fix that up. And if we can fix that, I running to the outside scares me. It always has with this team because most of the time when I see it happens, we end up we're not gaining. We're just going east to west, and he keep going all the way to the outside. So he either runs out of the sideline or he gets tackled for a loss. And it scares me with this team. I would like us to be able to run to the inside more, and that's on the offensive line for mm-hmm. me. They got to figure that out. There were a few, because I was at the gym watching the game on my phone, and a lot of the runs to the outside that I saw, they were pretty good gains. Maybe the team has started working on that. I mean, that's what I gathered, yeah. but I guess you our outside run game is a lot better than our run game up the middle. Well, when you're running out of the outside, you don't have to open up a hole within the offensive line. Right. Going to... Our air game, Jamari Hester, nine receptions for 99 yards, an average of 11 yards per reception. Mm-hmm. Good game for him on Very top of his game. two carries. Mm-hmm. Um, he had no touchdowns, though. Josh Pearson, however, had two touchdowns, five receptions for 70 yards. Uh, Stefferson, three receptions, 40 yards, one touchdown. And then Daniel Bird and Jalen Green had mad games. Uh, well, Bird had four receptions, but just for 20 yards total. Mm-hmm. Um, we. The thing I'm, is, it's we had a pretty good offensive game, but it was against the zero and six Eastern Illinois Panthers, right? Which makes you wonder: was Gross possibly playing some of our backups a lot more? I. We were. What other game were we saying this about? The, the Tennessee State. Game. Tennessee State. If he's doing that, I think that's a bad idea. At this point in the season, we need to make a statement. We don't need to be just trying to cruise through on victory. It was 28-20. I agree. We almost lost this game. I agree, but the more playing time your backups have, the more depth you're going to have come playoff time. Yeah, but we beat them by eight points. I think at this point in the year, it is more effective to make a statement and crush somebody than to try to get playing time with a narrow victory. I just, I disagree with that coaching decision, if that's the decision he's making. Um, if this was all of our first stringers throughout the offensive defense, ugh, that's tough. That's, yeah. Um, I don't see anything in the stats that jumps out at me as why this game was as close as, as it was. Uh, from what you were able to watch, do you have an opinion? Eastern Illinois was just, very prepared for us. Yeah. Very prepared. So the first quarter, 7-7. The second quarter, we, we came out and scored two touchdowns. 
and that was very helpful. But uh, what is it about this team that we can't come out in the first half and be good? We had a very good shot at getting three points early on, and I think that would have gotten the ball rolling. And broke but the again, ice. And then we came back and got scored on the next possession, right? Yeah, but again, we let them march down the field um, after that possession, after we missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. We let them march down the field, score. I mean, at one point, it was 14 nothing Eastern Illinois. Now, was it? I have us scoring. Uh, no, us, I'm thinking of, of the previous week. Yeah, because I have I have both of us um, scoring seven in the first quarter and then us going for 14 in the second quarter. Yeah. Tough game, but it's also a road game. So we have to imagine if this is a home game, mm-hmm. I say we had two touchdowns. Onto whatever we score away. But I will say this: we did have a sizable lead going into halftime. It was twenty-one-seven. Yeah, twenty-one-seven, which I was very happy about. But it was a very slow start. Now very, this is very slow. This start. is interesting. It was a slow start, but uh, in the first half we outscored them twenty-one to seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Second half they outscored us thirteen to seven, which is the opposite of what it normally is for these Gamecocks. Right. Like, we might start slow, but it seems like in this game in particular, our first half was better than our second half. Uh, and maybe that's because Gross let his foot off the gas in the second half and started putting in those second, third string guys trying to get experience, which, like I'll say, I disagree with. I think it's much better to stop somebody at this time of the year, especially when you have two losses right now. But that's just me. I don't think I have a whole lot more to say about this game. I don't either. Do you? Uh, then I think we have SEMO preview up next, correct? Yes. So SEMO, Southeast Missouri, home game. Thank the Lord. Yes. Uh, homecoming. Uh, yeah, it is homecoming. So there's going to be a ton of people at this game. Yeah. Caleb, you had the stats pulled up, and I know you're holding that camera right there. But yeah, I'm going to multitask. We got it. So we... When you look at these two teams, when you look, so when I have us, both of our stats pulled up so that we can see, you know, what our averages are. But SEMO, I'll just kind of run through this. So they average 30 points a game just scoring. That's purely scoring. They average giving up 31. Their defense is not is not great. Um, they've actually given up more first downs than they, than they have as many rushing yards and more passing yards. So their defense is a, is a big weakness of, of this SEMO team. Where they where they're really interesting, they're very balanced. Um, whereas you know, whereas when you play JSU this year, you kind of know what you're going to get a, a less than stellar running game with a quarterback that's going to make or break every game. For them, they actually have a, a solid running game, averaging right around 200 yards per game. So from that standpoint, that plays into our weakness. We have a young D line that has yeah. not gotten any push, and for them, even with a subpar passing game, it only Throws it for 182 a game. That could quickly become 250 if they if we can't get any pressure. Yeah, because I'll be the first to say you. I mean, you can put you know put Nick Marshall in front of a, a you know who's one of the worst passers in Auburn history. Put him in front of a big offensive line, and he looks like Tom. And he looks like Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Put Tom Brady in front of a D2 offensive line. 
And he's not the goat. Absolutely not. That's the thing people don't realize. That there's so much goes into it. Like a quarterback who seems bad, but is a starting quarterback at the D1 level is not a bad football player. Nobody Correct. is a starting quarterback at D1 level that is a bad football player. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, that's a matter be... of of the the environment you're in. What are your thoughts on this game, Brandon? Going back to last year when we thought we were going to blow SEMO out of the water, and ironic enough, it was on the day of Contest Champions, um, they just manhandled us last year. Yeah, that was tough. This year, believe it or not, I think it's a little bit more evenly matched. Yeah. Because it is at home. They have a really good offense, but a really bad defense. We have a really bad defense, but a really good offense. Well, aspects of our offense are really good. Yes, but if we utilize that correctly, it can easily be a shootout. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think this game is is going to be a shootout. It, it bad defenses against really good offenses. And I should. It's not. It's going to be a shootout. The only difference will be is both teams have a star defensive player. We have Marlon Bridges. They have Zach Hill. So those two players, in my opinion, will be the deciding factor for both of our defenses. I will say, Yul Gowdy. Yul Gowdy, yeah. He is one of the few players I've seen that has continued to play with heart no matter Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think, I he think has, he's like number seven. Is he number seven? I'm not sure about his number, but he was the one that had that game-ending interception. Yeah, the game-ending interception. Against Eastern. Yes. And what was – who do we play at home? Tennessee State. Our last home game. Mm-hmm. When Tennessee State, when they were just running right through us in the first quarter there. Um, and even throughout the whole game, I remember there was a point at which uh, – Look like they're about to score, and all of a sudden, number seven runs and tackles, and he looks like he's the only player on the field who cares. And somebody next to him was like, oh, number seven cares. And I was like, yeah. He's, right. he's one of the few at, at that point who, who really was giving it his all. Now, I do want to interject a note from the Facebook live. So we have a, a comment here. It mentions that SEMO, currently number, number two in the OVC in pass defense. In pass defense? Pass defense. Oh. Okay. 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 Well, I will say I will put our pass offense over any pass defense in the OVC. Now it's, it is worth mentioning they're giving up nearly 200 yards per game at almost five yards per carry. So their their run defense. 200 is, yards per game rushing. Rushing. Okay. And they're not. So not great at stopping the run. Yeah. If we can get similar to this last week. So on the outside run going to stretch the defense out. That might play in our favor. I think Zarek is the guy that you you lean on against a bad defense. You definitely he's not going to get a lean on against great defense. Yeah, worth pointing out. Simo is overall three and three. Overall three and who three. who they lost to? Montana State, Missouri. I don't know who the third one is. Caleb. Montana State, Missouri, Austin, Austin P. Austin P. That's right. Why did that Come escape on. my brain? Come on. How badly did Austin P beat them? Only by four. four points. Every big game that Austin P has had this season, 
They've uh, they've lost with within ten points or won within ten points. I'm always scared of Simo. I I always think we're a better team than them, but every time we play them, I'm like gripping my seat. Right. I I do think we're gonna pull out a W, but uh, it's gonna be a lot closer. We're only favored by two and a half. Really? Yes. Yeah, last year SEMA was our tough one. This year, I'm hoping Austin P is the one, the road loss that we're just gonna have to eat and say it is what it is, and come out and try to win out in the rest of the OBC. It's gonna be a rough road for us and SEMO. I will say SEMO is zero and three away, so that's helpful. <laughs> that is very very helpful. Sounds like us. I mean, we're four and zero at home and one and two away, but. A team that plays bad away, SEMO. A team that plays good at home, JSU. I think that's going to be that's going to be factor. a very big factor for us because um, we don't lose at home. Just as not kind of, as kind not, of rule, not in the regular season. As a rule, we don't lose at home in the regular season. Um, yeah, that's kind of our padlock stat. You can you can look at our schedule and look at the home games and say generally they will not lose more than one game. Usually they won't lose at all. Yeah. So. Worth, worth, I was going to say, it's worth mentioning that both teams great, you know, generally bad on the road. JSU is really good at home. I don't think I have any more thoughts. I don't either. This game. So well, we can save move. score predictions for, for later. the prediction section. Let's move to the overlooked sports. My favorite segment. All right. First first one is volleyball. Volleyball is 5-1 and one in conference. They're actually 11 and... Six, eleven, and seven, something like that for overall. But they. Can I ask a question? How does volleyball work? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean like volleyball? Sport? Like when you say eleven, is there like a is it like a tennis situation where it's like games make up matches? And There's it's matches game, like, within the games. Sets matches games. There's matches within the games. And tennis, no, no, no. So, so in tennis, you have the matches games, are which become sets, which become matches. Yeah. In volleyball. You have sets, which become a match. Okay. There's not, there's not games per se because you, it's, it's just it's called points yeah. instead. You're, you're playing points instead of games. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it's, I just wanted to understand. It's that. very similar, but also not. I will say I did. Uh, I was at Struts the other day, and they were showing a couple of volleyball games on the the TVs and that was fun to watch. Oh yeah. Oh, like, it's, it's so much fun to watch. I have never been to a JSU volleyball game. I got to get out I got to get out and go. Shameless plug, JSU, JSU's hardcore pet band will be playing at a volleyball game. When? To be to begin the season. I'm there. I I will get you the date at a later time. I'm it, there. It will be happening. Let's go. So we we're making sure there. volleyball is not an overlooked sport anymore. We're, yeah. We're sending people to it making it yeah. rowdy. I'm there. Anyways, continue. <laughs> All right, volleyball is five and one in conference play. They beat Tennessee Tech three to uh, three to nil. Three to zero. Oh. They lost to UT Martin one to three. They shut out EKU three nil. They had a shootout against Moorhead State three to two, and then they sh- they shut out Tennessee State and Belmont three zero. If you put if you start to put the math together, volleyball co- collegiate volleyball matches are played to five sets. Right. Played to best of five, should I say? Yeah, it's be- every game is best of five. I gotta get out. I gotta watch. 
it's it's exciting for sure. So good for volleyball. I see you have written down soccer. You want to take that over? I. Last time we checked in on soccer, they weren't doing so hot. Oh, uh, they're the. It's awful. I'm gonna check, and see. We only have three we wins. Go. Oh, out of how many? Oh, oh, oh no. So JSU soccer's three and twelve. Conference play, we're zero and seven. Uh, we have a losing streak of nine right now. The soccer team is not doing great. You're saying that we are three and twelve with a losing streak of nine. Yes. Okay, so I want the record to show that at one point we had a record of 500. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> uh, oh, last time we talked about soccer, we talked about how they lost to Austin P 2 to 3 in two overtimes. And I expressed significant confusion about this. And I learned it is golden goal when they get into overtimes, it's a golden goal situation. So there's that, if you were curious. Our most recent game was a loss. To Tennessee Tech, one uh, nil, and what was you had games? They host Murray State Friday night, and then they play Sunday at SEMO. And then, are y'all this... trying to squat up Friday night <laughs> and go to the soccer game? I'm trying. I know they. I'm might down. Not, I know. I know. I know they might not be good and all, but like. I would totally go. I'm Let's down. Go. Let's do it. All let's right. let's we'll bring the microphone. We'll do on-field coverage. We'll just get on. We'll, just, <laughs> hey, we'll dress nice. We'll, get a clipboard. We'll do a post-game show. They'll let us on the field. One hundred percent. They will. They'll let us in the locker room if we carry a clipboard around. We're the official podcast of JSU Athletics. <laughs> they don't know. JSU doesn't know that we are. Um, we are. Yeah. So that's that's the soccer team. Um, There's really not much. I wish I had about. insight, but I don't. I've not seen them play once. Hey, Friday night will be our first time. But like. Kind of like you said, I don't have inside either. Yeah. I, I see the, the stats on the surface, which tends to, to point towards them not being a very good squad. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? That season's good for the next year's turnaround. There you go. Your best stories come from the team that was crap in the bed that you're on the way it goes up. Yeah, Let's yeah. <laughs> That's not true. We could be 0-15. Alright, moving on. Moving on. Uh, baseball. baseball started fall practices yep. and we have a schedule. We do spring. have a schedule. The boys of the spring. I don't want to dig into this schedule right now because it's going to take a lot of time. Uh, we'll make that a topic in a future episode. But highlights uh, of I, the schedule. Highlights of the schedule. We, we play Alabama again. We play Georgia again. Play UNA. We play Alabama A&M. Now, Alabama and Georgia. Did we, we beat both of them, didn't we? We beat Georgia. We beat Georgia. We beat Georgia. No, Alabama was we year. lost to Alabama. Lost Alabama. Both games. And then we, and then we, I think you're thinking that we, we, we beat Auburn. We beat Auburn at, at Auburn. Auburn, and then they beat us here. Yeah, we split that season series. Yeah. We are, interesting fact, we're home for the entire month of February. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I find it weird. I'm not complaining, though. We have a series against Missouri. We have a game against UAB. A four-game series against Central Michigan. A series against Gardner-Webb, a game against Kennesaw, and then we travel to UAB after that. Okay, so what I'm hearing from that is your boy going to be a lot of baseball games. <laughs> yes. Great. We're a lot of baseball that games. That Kennesaw game, Cocky Corner, is going to be going oh, crazy. Oh, yes. Which they finished com- um, constructing, by the way. They have put in the entire corner. Good. I don't understand Good. Cocky Corner. I just don't get it. Like, for those who don't know, you have the stadium, right? 
and all the stadium seating and suites, you know, it's all behind. Right. Yeah, it's like behind home plate. Yeah. And first and third, and there's dugouts, right? Correct. And then way, way out in right field, behind the right field wall, is what's called cocky corner, which is I effectively the student section. Effect. Okay, it is ineffectively the student section. Yeah. Because you can't hear anyone you out can't, there unless you're playing right field. Exactly. Why would anybody want to sit out there? I think, They're so far away from everything. Okay, I have my theories. I think it's a good way to go out there and just drink. That's got to be. And not have anyone judge you. That's it. I've only ever seen college kids out there. Do you even have to go in, like, like through the ticket booth area? Oh, no. I've I 100% walked in there during a game without without buying it. Of course, I'm a JSC student, so I get it for free anyway. Yeah. But I've 100% never, like, most of those games... If I go to the cocky corner, I just park behind the stadium and I don't go to the gate. Yeah, just walk. Because they, they don't have anyone back. Yeah, it's got to be just an excuse for students to, to drink and scream. But, like, who are they screaming at? Nobody can hear them. No. I'm, I usually, I don't ever go. I've only been out there once. I And you guys have been in the game with me, so you guys know where I sit. I mean, yeah. I usually sit in the grass or I'm behind yeah. the plate. You I've never heard them once. No. Anyways, there's an interesting, <laughs> like, split series. With Samford, we have one game here, and then there's a game at Samford, and then there's a game at the Hoover Met. Fun. So it's like a home a home game for JSU, a neutral site in Birmingham, and then it's a home game for Samford. I find it funny they're playing at the Met because they're, they're going to fill up like 25% of that stadium. Love a that. lot of your fans at the Hoover Met will probably be JSU people. Yeah. Uh, anything else notable about the baseball schedule? We can make it. We'll we'll take some time another episode to deep dive and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Other probably like January we can hit it hard. Be like, yeah. hey, we're doing all this. So looking. Well, other other than um, Troy, because we have a two game series with Troy. Unlike last year, we only had one game against Troy. Was it a two game at home or two game away? No, it was a an away game. Just one. This year. Oh, okay, it's a home and home. Home and home. Okay. Interesting. I like it. That'd be a good time. Yeah. I love it when we play Troy. And then we have a home and home with Alabama. We only have one game against Georgia this year. We'll assuming it's at Georgia? Yeah. Expected. Yeah. Hey, that, that's that's money for us. Um, so that's baseball. It's a tough schedule. It, it is, is a very tough schedule. It really is. It's a very tough schedule. But the fact that we have Missouri at home and it's a series against Missouri. That'll be fun. A tough schedule, though, coming off of what I think has been our most successful baseball season in a long in time, a long time? Yeah. potentially ever. Have we it's had a since, since the D two days? Yeah, in, we've yet to make the we've yet to make the NCAA fi- like finals, for lack of better words. Make make the the actual World Series yeah. portion of the tournament since we were D two. All right, never so good for them. So it makes sense. Tough schedule. Let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's go. Um, and this isn't have, really an overlooked sport, but basketball started preparing for the season. Not an overlooked sport. No, basketball it is, is not going an overlooked to be sport. Our primary sport after football season. Yes. Yeah, the minute the football season ends, we are focusing on basketball because basketball starts in just a few, in like May, in like three weeks. In a few weeks, yeah. It, it starts at the end of October every year. And who's that, our exhibition game against? Montevallo. Last year we only played them in the in a women's game at. Um, Exhibition it? or like a closed It's an exhibition. It's an, an exhibition, exhibition game. It is a full exhibition game. We have like two or three exhibition games this year. Yeah, Montevallo is, is the, the, the first one. It's the headline, right. technically. Let's see how these boys do. I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, a lot I'm of excited. good, a lot of good stuff. Obviously, there's only one game we have circled on the schedule right now. That is the, the, that is the Troy the game. Okay, so those of you who are not students, JSU has decided it's a good idea to run finals from Wednesday of one week to Tuesday of the next. For whatever reason, they think yeah. it's, it's a weird. It's really weird, but it does mean that a lot of people will still be in town for that Troy game. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have an excuse for like, oh, it's the weekend, we can go home. No, it's a Wednesday. And if, and if, I, have it, and if I have it correct, housing for JSU also said you have to be out by the end of the week of the 10th. Correct. Because there are finals that are after that. But that's what's considered final, which is Wednesday or Tuesday. Right. But there are some people who schedule their for Wednesday and Thursday. But yeah, I think I do it at the end of the week. I don't know. Your boy has to stay because he's on scholarship to be at that game anyway. Yep. I'm not allowed to leave. Oh, my! Pa- I've already told my parents I'm not coming home until the until Thursday. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, does that round up the general topics? Yep. Yeah, because we have. I'm gonna try to see if I can get some scrimmages. See if I can finagle my way into one. Yeah. Yeah. Bring I, a clipboard, man. They'll let you in anywhere if you got a clipboard. I'll bring my clipboard, I'll bring like I'll bring a mic and headphones and bring someone with a camera and tell there them we're go. filming the show. Perfect. Okay. We'll get in. We'll Alright. Down to predictions. Predictions. So which is, which is decidedly Eric's least favorite section, I think. Because I no, know Eric destroyed both of us last week. Let's go! It is a known fact that I have the least amount of knowledge of overall FCS football. In this room. Yet. Yet. What are the standings? What we got going on right now? Eric's in first. Caleb actually jumped ahead of me. And I'm in last. I'm telling y'all, you you guys don't understand. You're not, I'm not far behind you. You got, You also have to remember that I have like a week off because I was sick. I think two, maybe two weeks off. That doesn't account against you though. No, but it, it, it's given me less chances to boost. That is true. That is so, true. So, I'm working on less opportunities. But, yeah. So, the first game we have on predictions is Lehigh at Fordham. Hmm. Lehigh at Fordham. I know so much about both of those programs. I just got one thing to say. What's that? Why isn't Lehigh national champions? They had a five and they they went to the playoffs and they were five and six. Why aren't they national champions? Obviously, they were the best team that season. I don't understand what's going on right now. I don't know. Caleb Hell. Okay, so it was a few years ago. A, that I don't it understand. Was a, there were a few. It was a few years ago where the Patriot League. It was between Colgate and Lehigh, and Colgate had a winning record, but they did not finish first in conference play. Lehigh did, mm-hmm. and Lehigh was the first team to go five and go five and six and go to the playoffs. They were the first team team ever in the playoffs with a losing record. Wow. And so there's a running joke on the FCS Fans Nation page that Lehigh should have been national champions that year. Hey, look, if UCF can claim a national championship, so can Lehigh. Don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about UCF claim Also, I'll go ahead and give my predictions. So if you're wondering, neither team is ranked and neither team is getting votes. No one thinks they're good programs. Why did we choose this game? 
This is on you. Because Why would you choose this game? Because right, it's the best Patriot League game this week. <laughs> That's like choosing the best. Literally every other game in all the other conferences, if we had excluded this one, the next one, and one of the SoCon games, we would have had le- almost five total games. <laughs> that's like that's like that's 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 like your logic if you're picking like a Mac Friday night game between two two and three teams because everyone else is one and four. Like it's an awful conference. Just just give me Lehigh for that exact reason. <laughs> for that they were five and six and made the playoffs. You know what? Credit to them. All right, give me a prediction then, Brandon. Hmm. I'm gonna go Lehigh. I'm gonna go uh, against you. Exactly. Uh, uh, as go usual, because Fordham is first in alphabetical order. All right. Closest, closest to, to E and G. There we go. Prediction dubs. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Lehigh in a, in a close one. I oh, guess. Yeah. I don't know how bad either of these teams. I literally had to pick another game after I went through all the conferences, and, and I picked and this that's one. What you came up with? Yes. Because all the other games were so horrible. You couldn't have gone with another OVC game. <laughs> all the other ones are bad. <laughs> are they are they better than that? No. I find that hard to believe. Austin P's got to be playing someone that's at least competitive. By the way, Eric, I am very sorry that I'm screaming. <laughs> that's okay. Let me check and see what that waveform is. <laughs> probably wow, Look at that. Oh yeah, way in the clip in there. Hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Dayton at Stetson. Thank you. Dayton at Stetson. What are you doing? Brain was working too fast. Oh, All right, Dayton with Dayton and Stetson. Brand. What? Another game between two teams that aren't even getting votes in the top twenty-five. Okay, and. Dude, man, the, the, I'm telling you, Game Day <laughs> has these games where they. Pick. Would you like to make the pred- predictions or pick the predictions next week? Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what we're doing. Okay, let's do the predictions next week. Okay. There we go. We have Dayton and Stetson. Since I'm doing the editing this week, you can do predictions next Ooh, week. There, there we go. go. Who are you picking? I'm actually going Dayton. Why? Dayton has a significant win over Indiana State, and they were predicted to get slaughtered in that game. Dayton's a really good football team this year, and in the Pioneer, they're one of the four teams that are in the running for the Pioneer Championship. Oh, but Stetson is next? Stetson is another one that's in the running. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, go ahead, there, brother. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know Hulk Hogan is sitting behind the camera there. Um, Let's go, brother. I think I'm gonna go Stetson. You're always gonna pick against me. Seems to have worked so far. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at the, at the, the schedule for the, for the Stetson. By the way, their nickname is the Hatters. The sets in Hatters. The H A T T E R S. Yes. Yes. Like like, like one like who makes Hatters. One who makes hats. Like like Mad Hatters. Really? I'm looking at their website right now. I'm not joking. It is the Stetson Hatters. Anyway, this team had their first game against Presbyterian not been canceled. They would likely be. Um, they'd likely be five and one right now. They're four and one with wins over Louisiana College, Western New England. NC Wesley and, and Butler. The one loss is Marist by three. I'm going with Stetson just because they've won three straight and scored nearly 60 points in two of those. What does a hatter look like? 
I don't. It's I don't know. Liter- what they liter- their logo is literally a hat on an S. Who who makes mascots? Can somebody <laughs> help? Okay, so their mascot's basically a cowboy, but it, it his hat is. But the hat's the important part. Unnecessarily big. Is it really? Yeah. I love it. Like, like we're talking, like, what's his name? Pistol Pete from Oklahoma State. Their mascot, same. It's basically that mascot in green, green and gray. I have to okay. look up a picture. Oh, yeah, that's a big old hat. Yeah. That's a, I just want to know. It's a big old butt champ right there. So, when you're founding a university or a college at the time, probably, do you just have, like, a brainstorming session and you're like, what's a cool mascot? And somebody was like, uh, a hatter. And I, I think it's worth that's noting it? that, that, our, that our very own Andy Jeter put My his own father. comment in. Your father types in the literally name for hat makers. So great minds must think alike, because you said that about 30 seconds before he did. I, I'm assuming. I don't. I, the comments are a little off, because the feed on the laptop is off. Right. But anyway, yeah. All right, next game <laughs> is actually a good one. UNH at Delaware. UNH at Delaware. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering one uh, of these teams is ranked. Wow. It's, Nor- it's New Del- Hampshire. Actually, both teams are ranked. Yeah, New Hampshire 22, that. Delaware 24. What a wonderful prediction segment this is. Yeah, this this one, we actually are going to have some, some stuff on these, on these teams. All right, Brandon, give it to me. What are your thoughts so I can disagree with them? Excuse you, but okay. Um, Delaware got shut out by North Dakota State at home. Such is life. Yeah. Such is life. <laughs> but they also are coming off of a big loss to Elon. Yeah, they dropped from 15 to 24 yeah. this week's stats poll. So. Rip. Which is what I typically go by. I and then, don't go by a hero. And then New Hampshire beat... They beat Stony Brook, who took JMU to overtime. And Stony Brook previous is, week. is currently second in receiving votes for this for the mm-hmm. most recent poll. So they didn't drop too far. They were twenty second. Mm-hmm. So they only dropped they only dropped five spots. They went from twenty second to twenty seventh very quickly. That right. sucks for them. UNH is fairly good, but their early loss to Holy Cross is still it hurts them. I tend to look at early losses in a weird viewpoint. Yeah. Because JSU goes on the road, gets their teeth kicked in by Southeast Louisiana. Yeah. A team that most people had written off before we'd even gotten, gotten the game scheduled. But if we play them this Saturday at JSU, UNH, I'm taking JSU in easy a, a, a beatdown. Yeah. UNH South- has, they've only played two conference, three conference games. And they've won all of them. I'm sorry. But they had a close loss to Rhode Island, who is at the bottom of the CAA. And then they beat Ewan, 26-10. to 10, And then beat Stony Brook last week. The boys taking New Hampshire. I think, I think, I think momentum is big. Yeah, they have, they're on a four-game win streak right now. So who are you picking, Brandon? Hmm. And also, so I want to pick New Hampshire, but... This game is at Delaware. That's what I was going to say. I think since it's at Delaware, I'm going to go Delaware. See, here's my thing. New Hampshire and Delaware, climate-wise, are virtually identical. 
I I don't think weather's the biggest part. So mm-hmm. and, I, and, and I don't think these stadiums are big enough for it to matter. I really don't like at this level. Like JSU has a big stadium at twenty four thousand. Yeah, and they're and they're pretty easily getting fifteen thousand plus in there every week, regardless of who they're playing. It is. It is. It does go to state that Delaware's only wins are to Delaware State, Rhode Island, and Penn. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think New Hampshire is not only a better team, but in a stadium that at that size, you're not bringing in that many people. Crowd noise doesn't matter. And it all also goes to state that they had a close game against Pitt, an FBS team. But then you go to play Elon the next week, and you get blown out. I'm sticking with Delaware. That is taking New Hampshire. I'm taking New Hampshire as well. Another chance for me to jump up in the standings. Or fall down. I just kicked the table. Sorry, microphone. Alright, next game. Let's go a little faster through the rest of these predictions. Eastern Kentucky at um, at that that other team that's that's blue and gold and we don't talk about. (laughs) Murray State, for those of you who don't know what that is. Um, I saw a John Morant highlight the other day and I I got like, I like was shaking. (laughs) I I, I get visibly angry when I see him. Anyway, um, I'm just not sold on EKU this year. I was very high on them to go into the season, but they've just disappointed me so far. What are the records? Pull them up right now. EKU is three and three, and Murray State is four and three. I EKU final answer. Eastern. I I'm throwing Murray State into that group of teams that I can't pick for unless I just have a reason to. EKU, final answer. Yeah, I'm going EKU. EKU, and hopefully, as Murray State's leaving the field, hell opens loose. And, I mean, and their entire campus just sucks into it. And John Morant and his memories can no longer exist. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with y'all. I'm going Eastern Kentucky. All right. Okay, hold on. Believe it or not, one word answers John Morant's NBA career. Electric. Well, I guess the options are believe it or not. <laughs> it's a believe it or not question. Like, will he have a good NBA career? Or yes. Believe Are you it? a believer? I'm a believer. Believe it. I'm a believer. I don't know yet. I I I I don't think I'm a believer yet. In, All right. In a place like Memphis, yeah, believe it. Okay. Next That's game. Topic. Next game. Nichols at Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Give me Sam Houston. Give me give me the orange people. Sam Houston. Final answer. I'm going Nichols. Ooh, okay. On the road, taking the, taking taking the visiting team. I like it. I like it. All right. I should say on the pick before that for KU at Murray, we're all we're all either going to look really dumb or really smart next week. Let's go. All right. Next game we got South, South Dakota at Northern Iowa. I'm going you and I. I'm going Northern Iowa. That, that's a that's... tough place to play, y'all. Any dome, any like small dome like that, way is super loud. That's and you have to be in Iowa. Yeah, which well, is tough. Well, that's in like, its own right. Well, that's the same with South Dakota, North Dakota. Like, what's there? <laughs> that's fair. There you, yeah. All right, Lamar at Incarnate Word. Oh, bro, <laughs> making me work for these picks this week, aren't you? What are your thoughts on this game? What the heck, Southland? <laughs> That's my thought on any Southland game. Yeah, I think it's worth noting. Incarnate Word, fifth in receiving votes. They're 30th in the country rankings right now. 
Lamar doesn't have. Lamar receive. has zero. No, they they are receiving votes. They they received fifteen votes out of every voter that puts their votes in the and stats. Incarnate Word received how many? Ninety-two. Okay. They're the first team on the list that's under a hundred. Lamar is do, barely doesn't even have twenty votes. And I should say that's if you're looking at the amount of voters, it's it's I think it's around four thousand people who voted mm-hmm. for stats. And these none of these teams got a hundred. So again, a bad game. Not as bad as the first two, because at least these teams are getting, are getting votes. I'm going Incarnate Word, because it's at home. It is noted to state that Incarnate Word beat Sam Houston in overtime last week. It's got to be that. It's got to be Incarnate Word, It's got to be Incarnate Word. Final answer. That's I say Incarnate Word or Lamar? It's Incarnate Word. It's Incarnate Word. I meant to say Lamar. Oh, well, just it's still got to be Incarnate word. I'm still going to choose Incarnate Word. I've already said final answer. Incarnate Word sounds... You've bamboozled me. <laughs> buffoonery that you were... Bringing to this podcast. All right, <laughs> next, next game. I'm go. Uh, yeah, I'm. This, this I'm, next I'm game go is another team that we're not a big fan of. You oh, said you're going Incarnate Word. Yeah. All right, this next game, another team we're not a big fan of versus a team that that I'm not a big fan of. Uh, we got North, North Carolina Anti, the team that none of us are a big fan of, versus Famu, a team that I'm not a big fan of. I have personal reasons for that. I'll keep that aside. I love Florida A and M. See, I don't. I have very specific reasons for not liking. I just... I'll share them with you after we're done recording. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm picking North Carolina A&T. Um, just for some reason, they're a team that breeds quarterbacks not losing. I don't, I don't know what it is about them. Obviously, if you're an HBCU, you, there, there's a certain culture around your program that where, where the team has a lot more pride than other programs do. And I just think that, I mean, last year, we, we wrote them off, and their quarterback Pretty good against our defense. I'm taking North Carolina AMT just because I don't like either team. This was one game that both of y'all got wrong last week. Florida AM, South Carolina State. Florida AM won. I picked Florida AM. You're you ride the hype train. So you're gonna pick I'm, them again? I'm I'm picking Florida AM again. I think that Florida AM came is coming back strong this year and is wanting that MEAC championship and going to the celebration bowl. Okay. My child. The only thing I associate Florida A&M with is an incident from 2015. The band. The band. Yeah. Hazing death. That's why I don't like it. And for that reason, any program that has that much intensity, I'm picking Florida A&M. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're ready, to, they're ready to, to die for the role. So you're actually... Their band get cut? No. They didn't? No. They got suspended at the very least. No. Really? Nope. They killed at what? <laughs> so you're actually agreeing with that me. Is, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Yeah. Any program with that much intensity. See, see that hazing originated from a certain organization. So I'm just not Yeah. Uh, okay, so next prediction. Montana at Sacramento State. Give me, give me Sac State, baby. Give me Sac State. <laughs> Oh, boy. Give me them Californians. They're oh. ready to secede from this country. You? To get things right. <laughs> is that your dad calling you? I'm not. My phone is no. I'm not getting Whose phone is that? That's my roommate's. Oh, okay. I was so, so confused. Anyway. What's your thoughts? What game was this? Sorry, I got so disappointed. Montana, Montana at Sac- Sacramento Sac- State. State. <sighs> Who did you pick? You picked Sac State? Why? Because so... They're on a... They're on a fire train right now. So, and here's why. 
A fire back... train? Is that a thing people say? I just said it. So, fire train. I don't know what that term is, but we'll figure it out. Next episode, we'll define fire train at the very top. But anyway, so Montana, several years ago, under um, under one of their old head coaches, his name is going to be left out of this, um, they had a, a pretty big scandal. And their program ran to ruins. And that whole program was involved in it. And so I am not going to pick Montana for any reason. I'm going to go with Sacramento State for that reason. The same reason that you were going, that I didn't go to Florida A&M, going with, going with my boys Sacramento uh, State. I'm going to go Montana. Just because I want to see the Big South in pure chaos, I'm going Sac State. Let's go, baby. And then, dang it, I don't... I've got to go buy that chicken head. Oh, so we can so do... We can, like, so I can throw it on. Yeah. Corso style. Anyway, there we go. the game that we all are... Well, okay. Most of us, there are some non-JC fans listening. For those of us who are JC fans, it's the game we want. SEMO at Jacksonville. We are favored by two and a half. Okay. I want y'all to go first. Just because yeah. I, I, I want to feel... I want to know how confident I need to be with my pick. Because I'm not confident yet. Yeah. You're really putting your faith in us. Yeah. What do you got? Go oh, I don't know. Eric. You know who I'm picking. Okay. You Eric. know I'm going JSU all day. No matter the situation, fear the beak. Let's go Cox by 90. JSU's going to win. It's dub season, baby. JSU's going to win this game by 14 points. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, you're going covering. JSU's going to win this game by 14 points. No, JSU is covering regardless. It's a two and a half point spread. JSU's covering regardless. I don't know, man. If we're down by two and hit a game-winning field goal, I don't it's want to. Just, the, just I don't want to be the one who's who's putting money on it. JSU's gonna win by fourteen points. Yeah. We were at home. What, what will shoot us in the foot is gonna be our defense. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think our offense is gonna propel us through this game. Okay. Oh, it we is. We talked about but... they have a bad run defense, if I remember correctly. Right? Is that what we said? They allow that rock, baby. Yards? How that rock? Okay, we have a questionable run offense, right? You combine those things, you have what ends up averaging out as an okay running game for JSU, which means we can spread out our play calling and call some runs, call some passes, get them on their toes, and beat them by 14 points. Final answer. Score prediction, 42-28. That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. That's, That's not going to happen. Over-under is, I think, in the, I think in the low 50s. 42-28. And you're putting it in at 72. Yeah, I'm... Man. Because... <laughs> this is Eastern Washington, dude. You can't be blowing out the because, over by 30. Because Simo's defense lasted really well against <laughs> Austin P. am going to say that... I'm going to take JSU 27 to 23. So you, you both took JSU covering. Yeah. Well, it's a two and a half point spread. Well, your boy's on a hot streak picking JSU right now. We're picking JSU games. So you know who I'm picking. I'm going with SEMO. I'm going with SEMO in the upset. Let's go. I'm going yes. with SEMO in the upset because I'm on a hot streak. Yeah. I'm on a hot streak. I have picked all of ours inversely yeah. all season. I appreciate I picked that. Us to, I picked us to lose to Eastern Washington and won. I picked us to beat Sela and Austin I appreciate that sacrifice. And then I, and then I picked, um, I picked Eastern Illinois. He knows I had us circled in like bold, and we won. However ugly it might be, I picked 
them so that we can finally win a road game. So I'm taking SEMO. I am taking taking the, the sacrifice. If I end up if I, if I end up third on this list at the end of the year, that's okay. And JSU is nine and two because of it. Y'all can thank me. Fear the beak, baby. Let's go. All right. All right. Dubs is favorite segment. These oh, better be it believe it or not questions. They are. This week. They are. <laughs> are they actually? Yes, they they're are. They're all questions. They're all will this. They're not. JS, JSU will not get a seed in the playoffs. Like, like, won't get a national seed? Or yeah, we won't, we won't have a first round bye. Oh, no. I, I'm believing that. I don't, yeah, think, I, believe I, don't that. Think, I don't think there's any way we get a, a, a bye. I'm believing yeah, that, too. Believe the it. only way that we would get a first round bye is if pure chaos happens in the Big Three. If, if, if everyone starts just cannibalizing on each other, maybe, but nah. You ain't putting a two-loss team in the second round of playoffs automatically. We got to earn our way. Who we got next? OVC will get two to three teams in the playoffs. I feel like there's a big difference between two and three. Yeah, because two is just us and Austin Peay. So I think we're the two best teams in the conference. That also, All right, so believe that we're getting two, right? I, be- I believe we'll get two. Yes, regardless I believe we'll get two. Will we get three teams in? I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that. I agree. I do not believe we're going to get three. If we, I, I'm going to believe, I'm not believe it. I'm going to not believe it. But I think your best, your two best candidates to get a third team in is, or three teams to get um, that third, that third bid. UT Martin, SEMO, and Tennessee Tech. All right, this has some information behind it. With the building of a new 55,000-seat multi-use stadium in Birmingham, Alabama, the mayor has expressed interest in hosting the FCS National Championship. Here's the believe it or not. After Frisco's contract runs out in 2024, it will be renewed and moved. It, it will not be renewed and moved to Birmingham for 2025. Contract for Frisco was extended to 2024 with an option of 2025. It's just a one-year option. And for lack of a better words, it's a team option. The FCS has the option of saying we'll keep it there for the next year. But the, they, they would have to extend the contract again. I'm going to... S- so believe it or not, the FCS National Championship will be in Birmingham in 2025? Right. I'm going to... I'm saying not. because I think they'll go ahead and pick up the option on 25, 25 and guarantee they have 2025 locked up for a location because otherwise if they were to decline that option they'd have to start scrambling and finding a place that would be willing to have the parking the food the hotels the, the culture to have a college national championship game so in 2026 i think it's i think yeah if they don't extend the contract again, you think it's gonna be a birmingham it i mean birmingham would be a, a pretty good option I think there would be other places that would also be up there. That's the thing. I, I, well, Chattanooga and Missoula have been on the bid every year when Frisco has when the Frisco contract has ran out, but they've always chosen to renew it for Frisco. Yeah, because Frisco is, is for lack of a better word, it's Dallas. And Dallas is an amazing place. It really is. I, so I just don't buy that they're going to move it to, to Birmingham. To Birmingham. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. It'd be yeah. awesome, man. That'd be all. It'd be I fantastic. Go, I, would, I would go to the national championship every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. easy. One hundred. I'm actually going to believe it. Okay. Is that wishful thinking? Wishful thinking. Report? Yeah. No, that is actually. Well, yes, it is wishful thinking. But the mayor seems like that's it for that stadium. It seems like getting the FCS national championship is his number one goal. 
I don't know, man. I there. think he's also trying to. So who's going to be? Is that going to be? Because I haven't really looked. At UAB is going to be using the home stadium. I mean, it'll certainly have the the profile because unlike Frisco, UAB is a a really successful like that. They'll be hosting a really successful FBS program, so it'll have pot like you know. What do you want? The uh, what I'm trying to say the the media attention. Um, the weather will definitely be. It'll be better. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I I'm just I just don't buy it right now. Um, this far out, I don't. Yeah, that's a whole six years. Ish, yeah. Five, six years. Yeah, I'm not ready to believe that yet. I'm still gonna say not. Um, does that wrap up our topics that wraps today? Up everything we got today. Do we have any final thoughts, boys? Um, I will be on FCS Fans Nation podcast this week. So when that is released, go ahead and give it a give it a look. Uh, listen. Um. They are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, pretty much any network that you can think of. And I'm gonna, I want to point something out. One last comment from, um, from the Facebook. Your dad has put out a good point. Um, talking the politics of where that locate of the, the location of Frisco, it is much closer to North Dakota State than it is. That is true. <laughs> And since they usually, regardless of whether they're playing or not, fill out about 60% of that stadium, I tend to believe that no, they won't be there. But yeah, your dad coming up in clutch. Yeah, thanks with, for with, that, Dad. With, with the politically charged statement about participation. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts about anything? Man, I had so much more fun just sitting behind here and only talking when I have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we got to that end, and I was just able to kind of say what I needed to and get it over with and what you guys cared about. There we go. Let us know what you guys think about the format. Facebook Live. It's, it's consistently um, changing. Yeah. Because we're, like like we said earlier, in an apartment. Yeah. We, we, it's tough. We don't have great audio because we're currently filming three feet away from an AC unit. Yeah. Um, and, our um, face, and our filming setup decided that it was not going to work. Yeah, we had a about GoPro set 15 minutes into the stream. Yep. So Facebook Live is our only option. And we're recording on a single USB microphone mm-hmm. that, you know, ideally is supposed to be about four to six inches away from your face when you record. Right. There's two people who are about three feet away from it. It's a whole situation. Um, for those listening to the podcast um, that we might not have said, we have a Facebook Live situation going now. So if you check the Facebook page... Um, we're going to try to live stream our recordings of this so you can have some sort of participation in the recording and ask questions and comments as we go on. Um, so with that being said, follow our Facebook page. Yeah, we're working out the yeah. format. Yeah, we'll, we'll start to kind of fine-tune it. This is the first week, and I had approached them about not being on camera two weeks ago, so we have no idea what we're doing right now. We're working now. it out, but uh, fear the beak. Fear the beat, baby. Follow Cocktopus. Follow Cocktopus on follow, Facebook. Follow Tell our, our friends. Follow our Instagram and Twitter at Cocky underscore Nation. Where's Cocktopus? Yeah. You know, now that we're doing a video, I should probably bring Cocktopus. Just sit him on that table right there. Good call. We'll do that. Speaking next of week. which, for Cocktopus, I will actually be taking a trip to Tennessee Tech, so I will be meeting yeah, Cocktopus. Cocktopus. Um, I want to get the Cocktopus page to a thousand members. That's by what the end of the football season or just in general? In, uh, by the end of this school year. So I'll include basketball season. Okay.
but fear the beak. Cox by 90. Let's get it, baby. This is the start of our 90 game winning streak. Which we'll be picking up. 90 year dynasty. 90 year run of Fear the beak. Let's go. Don't cross the next step.